Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today here at Rethink Life Church. Thank you for joining us online. And as always, we would encourage you to click those share buttons, especially if you're watching us on the Facebook platform. Get this message to your friends. Today, we're kicking off a brand new series of messages that we're calling Rethink Your Bible. We're going to be learning how the Word of God transforms our everyday lives. You know, in light of everything that we've endured over the last nearly 24 months because of uh, the coronavirus, this global pandemic that we've all had to endure and that we're still working through, it's interesting that you would think in this uncertainty and the times in which we're facing, you would think that people would be drawn to the Word of God. You would think that people would be seeking and searching out truth from the Bible. But according to a recent study that was actually performed this year of 2021 by a group called Statista, they learned that only 11% of the people in America today admit to reading their Bibles on a daily basis. As a matter of fact, George Barna of Barna Research, when it came to his perspective of where young people are today, it really breaks your heart. As a matter of fact, he even goes on to say that most children today, living today in our world, are considered to be biblically illiterate. And not only that, our young people, which is often referred to as Generation Z, listen to this, only um, 4% of Generation Z considers to have what is referred to as a biblical worldview. In other words, the spiritual moral choices in which they make, they actually make through the lens of the Word of God. And that's staggering to me. And no wonder we have so many challenges and we see so many unfortunate things that are taking place among our young people today because of the way they're being influenced by the things of this world in our, in our modern day culture. In other words, today, I believe now more than ever, people lack the stability and the foundation of understanding not just who we are, but most importantly, what God's ultimate plan and purpose is for our lives. And we're looking to find answers to all of those questions and all of those uncertainties and all of those insecurities from all the wrong people in all the wrong places, rather than going to the one who created us and knows us and understands us and really wants and desires nothing more than to have a relationship with us. That's why he made us. He made us so, he, so we could have a relationship with him. And because of that, we were made by God. We were made for God. And until we understand that, life will never, ever make sense on this side of heaven. But that's the reason why God gave us his word, the Holy Bible, his love letter, for you and me to help serve as a way for us to know him and a way for us to know his plans and his purposes and his ways and his will for our lives. In fact, I love what Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said. 
He said, a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. <laughs> Man, that is a powerful statement. You know, when you think about it, in light of everything going on in our world today, I think we could all agree that our world seems to be falling apart. And yet people now more than ever are still seeking and searching for answers to the moral and the spiritual confusion and the chaos, the hurt, the disappointment, the emptiness, the loneliness that so many are facing in their lives. In fact, Billy Graham once said these words. He said, the Bible is where we find the answer to life's ultimate questions. Where did I come from? Who am I? Where, why am I here? Where am I going when I die? And what is my purpose for existence? All of the answers to life's most important questions are found in the truth of the Word of God. In fact, Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, He said, The very words I have spoken to you, listen to this, are spirit and life. The book of the Bible, listen, the Bible is not just some ordinary book. It is a supernatural book that has the ability to change our lives. In Hebrews chapter 4, Verse 12, Paul the Apostle said it this way, For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the, than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. In other words, the Word of God is like a surgeon's scalpel, and it has the ability to cut right to the issues of the heart the issues of life. It not only points out the things that are wrong, but it helps us correct those things that are wrong so that we can fix the problems and so that we can move beyond the problems and experience healing and ultimate transformation in our lives. So if there's one thing that I think that all of us could agree on today, and that is the fact that our world seems to be falling apart. And if there's one thing that I need, you need, we all need, the whole world needs, it could be summarized in one word. And it's the word change. I need change, you need change. Listen, the entire world needs to experience change. And that change can be experienced through the word of God. My father-in-law passed away not too long ago, Michelle's uh, father. And it was amazing. I've been to a lot of funerals and memorial services in my life. A celebration of life service is what we refer to his uh, service that day when we honored his life. And, but it was really just an amazing, life-changing moment. People from all over, literally by the thousands, watched nearly a, a two-hour life celebration service. And it was interesting because not only were there four daughters and, uh, you know, obviously my father-in-law uh, was married to a beautiful, beautiful lady who they met at a very young age and, and went to Bible school together and raised four amazing daughters. And now looking at the ripple effect of their lives and specifically his legacy, not just on his four daughters, 
but upon all of the grandchildren. And one by one stood up and talked about the very things that impacted their lives the most when it came to the memories of their grandfather and their father. And you know what it was? It was his commitment to the Word of God. And daughter after daughter, grandchild after grandchild got up and recited things that had impacted their life because of the Word of God that was passed down and sown into their very lives that literally they will never forget. And you know, my father was also an amazing man of God and a preacher of the gospel, just like my father-in-law. My wife, Michelle, and I are very blessed in the fact that we were raised in, a, in, in two homes where there was a, a heritage of faith. And my father, he had a trademark of always using a red Bible. He always preached with a red Bible. And what's interesting, he also wrote, he would only write with a felt tip marker. And so he used to write words and would write statements and quotes literally with his felt tip marker across the pages of his Bible. When my nephew recently got married, uh, one of the things that they did is they put out on a table, they put photographs of you know, the, the, the legacy of the family tree, if you will. And, and they also had keepsake articles and keepsake items that were placed out on the table. And the one thing that they put out was my father's red Bible. And it was interesting. There were a lot of people at the wedding. And it was interesting how people and even many of the grandkids would come and they would all walk around the table and they would look through the pages of the Bible. You know, I've come to realize the thing that matters most to most kids today when it comes to the inheritance, the things that maybe they are able to receive from a mom or a dad or a grandmother or a grandfather is not the material things of their lives, but most importantly, the spiritual truths that serve as the anchor, the promises, those transformational truths that literally has changed their lives. Listen, kids today, they don't want to fight over houses and cars and clothes, but I guarantee you what they'll probably cherish the most will be the Bibles that you're able to pass along to them from how the Word of God has changed your life and how the Word of God has changed my life. You may be asking the question, well, how does the Bible actually change our lives? Well, I'm going to give you in fact, there's a lot of ways the Word of God changes our lives, but quickly, I'm just going to give you seven principles here from the Word of God when it comes to how the Word actually changes us. And the first is this, if you take your notes. In fact, Billy, excuse me, um, uh, Dale Moody once said these words. He said, the Bible wasn't given to us to increase our knowledge. The Bible was actually given to us to change our lives. So how does that happen? The first is this, and that is it gives us new life. That's what the Word of God does. It gives us new life. In fact, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, Peter said these words, For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living Word of God. Isn't it awesome to know? That when we put our faith and we put our trust in Jesus Christ, He literally recreates, He changes us 
from the inside out. We're given a spiritual new beginning because of what Jesus did in our lives and because of what he did for us on the cross. And so that's the power of the word of God. It not only gives us a new life here in the now, in the physical realm, but it also gives us new life spiritually that's going to last forever in an eternal home that Jesus has prepared for us in a place called heaven. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, one of my favorite verses that says these words. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Aren't you thankful that we serve a God who's willing to give us a new life, new hope, new beginnings, second chances? In other words, we get a spiritual mulligan in life. We get a do-over. And I don't know about you, but man, that's good news to know that God is willing to forgive and forget and make all things new. And that happens because of the Word of God and the finished work of what Jesus did on the cross for us. The second thing is this, and that is the Word of God frees us from our guilt. You know, the Word of God literally removes all of the stains that sin has brought into our lives. I love how the scripture teaches us that though our sins be as scarlet, they can be washed as white as snow. I don't know about you, but you know, when you think about things that we've done, we all perhaps live with some regrets. All those, you know, things that sometimes we we wish we could go back and just push erase or just click the delete button on, you know, those those decisions or those choices that we've made, maybe a lifestyle that we were a part of, maybe it was a relationship we should have never been involved in, maybe there were some financial decisions, maybe there were just some moral things that, you know, where we just crossed the moral line in our lives that we wish we could undo. But here's the thing. Instead of walking around and carrying the guilt and the shame and the feeling of dirtiness and the feeling of condemnation and the feeling of unworthiness, that's exactly what our spiritual enemy wants you to feel. That's what he wants you to live with. He wants you to keep in bondage. He wants you to remain in bondage from those emotions of the past. But here's what the scripture says in John 15 verse 3. He says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Isn't that awesome to know that because of the very word of God and the truth of who Jesus is, listen to this, because of what he did and the blood that he spilt upon Calvary's cross and through the cleansing of his word, we can be free from all of our guilt. The third thing it does is it activates our faith. I love this. In fact, a great man of God, a mentor, a friend of our families by the name of Manly Beasley. His son was my college roommate and my best man in my wedding, but his dad was an amazing man of God and he was a great man of faith. And here was his definition of faith. He said, faith is believing something that is not so, is so, because God said it was so and he will make it so. I know that's a mouthful, but it's got a lot of truth packed in because when you think about it, faith is believing the word of God. Isn't it amazing how we have the ability to have enough faith to accept Jesus and his salvation, his forgiveness, but yet 
for whatever reason, we struggle with having enough faith when it comes to all the other areas of our lives. Well, listen, when we believe the Word of God and we have faith in the Word of God, well, here's what the Word of God does. The Word of God gives us not just confidence, but listen to this, gives us Godfidence. Here's the key. It's one thing to get into the Word of God, but it's another thing to get the Word of God into you. Because when you get the Word of God into you, that is what grows your faith. It activates your faith and it allows you to have the kind of Godfidence to live your life in victory rather than defeat. The, the Bible says in Romans 10, verse 17, faith comes from the hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Number four, the word of God stimulates my growth. It stimulates our growth in our lives spiritually. Let me tell you something, I don't know of any other way for you to grow in your life, in your career, in your marriage, if you're a parent, growing in your parenting relationships with your children, growing in your financial realm, growing when it comes to just learning and having a greater sense of wisdom and understanding, making wise decisions in life. Listen, growing even physically, being healthy and strong and really just growing in every area of our lives. The only way that you can effectively grow in your life is to get into the Word of God because it is the Word of God that acts like seed. And when that seed is planted in our hearts, that seed takes root. And not only does it take root, but the seed begins to grow and it begins to bring forth fruit in our lives when we allow the Word of God, when we activate our faith and then we allow the Word of God to change and to transform us so that, listen to this, so that we can become who it is that God ultimately has created us to be. You see, that's what growth is. It is about becoming who God has ultimately created us to be. In 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, Paul the apostle told young Timothy these words. He said, All scripture, listen to this, is God breathed. In other words, God spoke the world into, into existence. Listen, God spoke his very word. It is the very breath of God, God's voice. God's word, his breath that has been spoken into our lives and it is useful. Listen to this, for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God, the woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So there are four things in that verse of scripture that Paul told young Timothy about the word of God. He said, number one, he said, it is good for teaching. In other words, it shows us the path to walk on. Number two, it is good for rebuking. In other words, it shows us how we actually get off the path. He says it's good for correcting. In other words, it shows us how to get back on 
the path. And then it's good for training. In other words, it teaches us how to actually stay on the path of life. So when you think about it, that's how we grow. When we are when, when God's Word is teaching us and rebuking us and correcting us and, tra- and training us in our everyday lives, that's how we're able to stay on the right path. That's how we're able to walk in the Godfidence that comes from the transformation of God's Word. That's what gives us wisdom and insight and understanding as we are growing and developing in our character and growing in our faith, as we get to know God's Word, we become more intimate in our relationship with who God is. Now, the fifth thing that's so important, and that is the Word of God illuminates our minds. It illuminates our minds. In the Scripture, it teaches us in the book of Psalm. In fact, I would encourage you to read Psalm 119. I think it's considered to be the the longest passage in the entire uh, Bible, one of the longest passages in the entire Bible, especially in the book of Psalms. But Man, it is an incredible chapter. But here's what Psalm 119 verse 130 says. Break open your word within me until revelation light shines out. Those with open hearts, listen to this, are given insight into your plans. Man alive, I don't know about you, but I need wisdom. I need God's revelation. I need the light of His Word, as the Scripture also says in Psalm 119, that His Word is like a a lamp unto my feet. It is like a, a light that lights up the way on the path by which I walk. We all need guidance, direction, discernment, wisdom. What is wisdom? Where does wisdom come from? Wisdom comes from the Word of God. And can I just share this with you? I meet so many people who right now are struggling with stress, fear, worry, anxiety, depression. I cannot begin to tell you how many people that I have met, especially in the last year and a half, two years, who unfortunately, because of you know, all that we've had to endure from you know, the, the isolation and the quarantine and people feeling disconnected and feeling alone and many people just you know, struggling because they're surrounded by so much ne- negativity and they're disconnected relationally from people. Well, guess what? If they're not in the Word of God and they're not surrounded by the right people, well, yes, they're going to be fearful and uncertain. Anxiety is going to overwhelm them. And all the fears and all of the stresses and struggles of life can certainly cause a person to feel completely overwhelmed and defeated. I am uh, going to be doing a men's group with a friend of mine. And if you're a, a male that's watching this and you live in the Lake Nona community, I want to invite you to join us because... We're actually doing a men's group, and we're going to be working through a book called, listen to this this title, it's actually called Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. We're going to be talking about how to win the battle over our mind. And man alive, if there was ever a battle that's being fought right now, it's the battle that takes place in our minds. And we need to have the truth of the Word of God 
to replace the lies. We don't need to give the enemy, Satan, a seat at the table because that table is designed for two. And it is a personal, intimate conversation between us and God that needs to happen in our minds. We can't give the enemy a seat at our table because, listen, he's not invited. And too many of us are allowing the enemy to pull up a chair to the table in our minds and allowing his negativity and his destructive thoughts and his opinions and those negative voices, those lies to penetrate our minds. But listen, your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And that's the reason why we need to replace the, the lies from the enemy and the lies from all the things we hear in our current culture We need to replace those lies with the truth of the Word of God because, listen, His Word is what illuminates our minds. Number six, His Word elevates our mood. In other words, when you're in the Word of God, it is a life lifter. In Romans 15, verse 4, it says it this way, Whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us. In other words, everything that's been written in the Word of God was meant to instruct us in how to live. Listen to this. The scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. Man, who in the world doesn't need some inspiration and some encouragement to endure all of the hardships and the struggles and the challenges and the setbacks that many of us experience in our lives. Man, when you read stories in the Word of God, man, when you look at stories, the classic stories such as David who defeated the Goliath, what does that do? It gives us that, that encouragement that whatever comes against us, whatever giants are standing in our way, we too can conquer those giants in our lives. I mean, there is just story after story. Listen, why? Because God uses those in our lives to help us not only have the confidence and increase and expand and activate our faith, but listen, it allows us to be able to walk in a way with confidence, knowing that, listen, we know the end of the story. Listen, we know at the end of the day we win. And therefore, because Jesus conquered the world, guess what? We have nothing to fear because we too are overcomers. And so it just builds faith. It gives us hope. It gives us inspiration. And the Word of God encourages us even when we go, when we go through the difficult times in our lives. And then number seven, here's the seventh thing that the Word of God does to change our lives. And that is it unlocks our potential. I don't know about you, but man alive, when you think about all the things that we could be and should be, well, guess what? God wants us to actually become who He's created us to be. Listen, God wants you to reach His full potential in and through your life, in and through your marriage, your kids, your family, your relationships. Listen, He wants you to succeed in your career. Listen, He wants you to succeed in making a difference and an impact with your life. And here's what the scripture says in John 8, verses 31 through 32. Jesus said, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release true 
freedom into your lives. What does that mean? What that means is, some translations say, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. It's liberating. In other words, you're no longer limited by your past. You're no longer limited by the shortfalls of your life. No, you are now released. You have the ability to rise above and actually reach your full redemptive potential to become who it is that God has made you to be as a person of God, as a woman of God, a man of God. Listen, everything that you want to be, everything you long to be, you can become through the transformation of the Word of God. So how does all of this work? How can I actually allow God's Word to change us? We just looked at seven things that the Word of God can do and will do, but there are three things that we have to do. In other words, the ball is in our court. These are things that I have to do and you have to do in order to experience those seven transformational principles that the Word of God provides in our lives. And the first is this, we have to learn it. That's it. We have to learn the Word of God. We can't just talk about it. We got to know it. We got to learn it. Mark 12, verse 24, Jesus said these words, Your mistake is that you don't know the Scriptures and you don't know the power of God. You know who Jesus told that to? He told that, that verse of Scripture to biblical scholars, to the, to the Pharisees, to those who were very knowledgeable in the Bible. But the problem was is that they really didn't know the Bible because they weren't living the Bible and therefore they didn't actually know or understand the truths behind the message. And I think it's important that we have to come to that place where we're willing to put forth the time. Listen, we have to prioritize when it comes to learning the Bible. And that's why we're kicking off today a season of life groups because there's something powerful when we sit in circles with people and we get around the right people who are actually living out what we desire to have and experience and people who are longing to want to learn and grow and become who God's made them to be. When we're able to sit around in circles and talk and have conversations and ask questions and receive truth and wisdom and encouragement and support from other people, guess what? It helps us learn on a deeper level the truths of God's Word. So we not only have to learn it, but number two, we have to accept it. It's the first Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, Therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received His message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. Listen to this. You accepted what we said as the very Word of God, which of course it is. And this Word continues to work in you who believe. At the end of the day, listen very clear, carefully. At the end of the day, we, you and I, we have to make an important decision. And that is, are we going to accept the Word of God as the ultimate truth and authority in every area of my life? Because everything rises and falls on that. You either accept it or you reject it. You either believe it or you don't. 
And when we choose to embrace it and accept it and we put ourselves under, listen to this, the authority of God, then guess what? We receive His protection in our lives. We receive His provision in our lives. But when we choose to step outside of that authority and we take matters in our own hands and we do things our way rather than God's way, then we no longer have that protection nor do we have that provision in our lives. You know why? Because we've stepped outside of the authority. God has placed guardrails and guidelines in our lives not to hurt us, not to stifle us, but to actually liberate us so that we can experience His good, His pleasing, and His perfect will. But it all is under the umbrella of His truth and His authority in our lives. So everything you believe about your spouse, everything you believe about your marriage relationship, everything you believe about what the world says or the culture believes, the popular opinions of what others may say or think, listen, everything that you believe, listen, is either going to be under the umbrella of the truth of God's word and his authority, or you're going to be out on your own trying to figure things out and do what is right in your own eyes. So the only way that we can really continue, continuously live under God's authority is we've got to learn it, we've got to accept it. And number three, of course, this is the big one, and that is we have to apply it. I love what James said in James 1 verse 22. He said, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. So at the end of the day, what good does it do to read the book of the Bible, to read the word of God, but not necessarily apply it into our lives, apply it into our finances, apply it into our marriage, Apply it into our choices morally or spiritually. Apply it into how we choose to allow our minds to think. How we apply it when it comes to those fork of the road choices in life. How we choose to apply the word of God when it comes to the promises of God's word about our future what we believe about our past, what we believe about our habits, what we believe about the things that we allow at times to control our lives. We're either going to accept it or reject it. We're either going to apply it or we're going to do it our own way. And my challenge to you is that if you allow the Word of God to transform you, I promise you it will. But you got to learn it, you got to apply it, and listen to this, you've got to embrace everything so that it can transform every aspect of your lives. I'm going to invite you, if you would, to bow your head and have a moment with me in prayer, and as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, can I just encourage you right where you are, maybe to make a fresh commitment. If you know Jesus as your Savior, but maybe you've neglected His Word. Maybe you haven't been spending quality time in the Bible as much as you could or should. Maybe you've had good intentions, but you got distracted. Well, my encouragement to you, just like I read this morning in the book of Lamentations, God's, listen, God's mercies are fresh and new each and every day. 
Just make a fresh start in your heart and say, God, I want to get into your word. Pick up your Bible, get a devotional, start reading, get in a group. Make a fresh commitment to allow the word of God to be activated in your life. Some of you here today, maybe you're watching and maybe unfortunately, you know, you've allowed just a lot of, you know, maybe just a lot of skepticism and a lot of things that that maybe that have happened to you in the past, maybe be a stumbling block for you to truly embrace the truth of God's word. And maybe today it's time for you just to open up your heart. Maybe it's time today to allow Jesus Christ to come into your heart once and for all and to forgive you and to save you and to change you. And if that's your need, would you pray this prayer? I mean, if you'd like to know Christ and have a relationship with Him, would you just pray this prayer? Just say, Dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner and I turn from my sin. And today I believe in my heart that Jesus, you died on a cross and you rose again. And today by faith, I'm inviting you into my life to forgive me and to save me and to change me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Hey, if you prayed that prayer just then, would you do me a huge favor? Hey, would you just right now just click on that uh, button there at the top? If you're watching on our website, just click that button that says, I decided. We want to get you a little booklet that I put together called Rethinking Life Every Day. And uh, it'll help you get started on the right path. In fact, there's a 30-day reading plan through the life of Jesus. You can start reading through the life of Jesus over the next 30 days. But if you'll just type in the words, I decided in the chat button, or if you just want a copy of that little booklet, you just put, um, just put in, in the column there, send me the booklet and we'll make sure to get that to you. Hey, we love you guys. We can't wait for next week as we talk about week two on, on how to rethink our Bibles and allow the Word of God to transform our everyday lives. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.